Welcome to Golden Topics, which are personal discussions with a variety of professionals on critically important elder issues. Hi, my name is Mirit Hoffman. I'm a mother of three, a gerontologist, and an attorney specializing in elder law. My focus is helping senior citizens to stay in control when they reach significant junctions in their lives. I am a member of STEP, which is a global society of trust and estate practitioners. I lecture on estate planning, and I write on various sites about the relationship between children and their elderly parents and the daily needs of the intergenerational family. These podcasts are personal discussions with a variety of professionals and are intended for anyone who is interested in being enriched with knowledgeable information regarding significant crossroads for seniors. Let's get started. I hope you enjoy it. And today we're going to be talking to Wendy Lehman, who is a fashion stylist and a personal shopper. I'm very excited about this talk. So, uh, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> So first of all, thank you so much for being here with us. And uh, please introduce yourself. Okay. Um, so uh, thank you for the name check. Absolutely. I am a, I'm a fashion stylist and a personal shopper. Um, and I've been doing this for actually more years than I now care to um, admit to. So, um, but a very long time. I semigrated from England to Israel about um, 20 years ago. But I do, um, I do have a foot in both countries. I have, I have two sons in England, one son in New York. Um, until a few years ago, my mother was alive in England. Um, so I go back there a lot. All my siblings, my nieces, um, I, I have a, a lot of connections to England, and I work in both those places. Um, uh, my main focus now for my work is is in Israel because during COVID I was here the whole time. So. Um, so I built up quite a, a significant client base during COVID because actually it turns out you can do really effective wardrobe edits over over the um, virtually over, um, over Zoom. Zoom. So, so yeah. So um, so that was actually quite you know, and I and and during that time I also created an app so that when people um, so what we do is we upload pictures of every of, of all the clothes you've got in your wardrobe and then I put together outfits for people and we curate their wardrobe virtually so that they can you know sit in the bath or lie in bed and just swipe through the um the virtual closet and decide what they're going to wear that day um so i i mean i there are so many things i want to cover in in the half hour we've got but um so i'm not going to spend too much time talking about why i got into this but i am just going to very quickly mention my two grandmothers one of whom lived with us my entire childhood um, and the and she was um, she'd been a really successful businesswoman before Hitler came. She she was um, she was from Vienna. And then when Hitler came, she was um, she escaped and she pretty much lost everything. And throughout her life um, with us, she she was dressed in. Um, well, what we would now call leisure wear, but it was, you know, a poor excuse for leisure wear. It was really just a kind of apron. And she would only ever get dressed on a on a Sunday when she went to tea with my uncle. My other grandmother um, lived alone and had come from quite an um, aristocratic background and didn't, I mean, again, lost everything as a result of Hitler. But I never saw her, um, I never saw her in any way other than immaculately turned out. 
Um, and, and she didn't have much money, but she was always, she was always dressed beautifully. Um, and she didn't spend a lot on her clothes, but she put things together in a way that, that was, uh, stylish and smart and sophisticated. And, and it struck me that how very different these two women were. And I think, you know, I wasn't somebody who read Vogue every, every week in the, in the school library or anything like that. But that power, the power that's, that, that I could see in those two women, the different power in those two women, the power of somebody who was getting up in the morning to present herself to the world compared to my maternal grandmother, who, yeah, who, who, who wasn't, let's just put it like that, really resonated with me. Um, and they were like that until, until the end of their lives, which, you know, and they lived long and, and happy lives, but they, they both stayed in those corners, in those opposite corners, sartorially speaking, for the whole of their life. And I think that is actually what, that is what sowed the seed for me to be passionate about getting people to understand that how they show up is actually, is actually the life that they can live for themselves. So that's, that's where it all comes from, I think. Yeah, it's a very powerful, actually, thinking, because I think when you get dressed up and you you sort of choose which persona you're going to be that day, according to what clothes you wear, even according to the colors you put on you, I think it makes a big shift to your mood. Um, also, if you're going, you can see, I mean, if I'm working from home, then I will wear more comfortable clothes. If I know that I'm going to a meeting, then I'll wear, I'll dress differently and also suddenly when you're dressed differently then your whole attitude at least my whole attitude is sort of different I think that's really true 100% that is that you you feel differently you feel more powerful you feel more ready to take on the world you you, yeah I mean absolutely and um and I think that's I think we all know that somewhere somewhere we've all had that experience of knowing how when you when you dress in a certain way you actually feel that you are more capable. I mean, it's not just that you look nicer, it's that you are more powerful. You absolutely are more powerful. You're, you're, um, you're showing your authentic self and that is what, and that is what gives you your power. hundred percent. Absolutely. Okay. So, so let's start our conversation. So we're basically talking about dressing your age, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so tell me, what do, what do you, what does that mean for you dressing your age? Okay. So I think, um, I think living here in Israel, there's quite a focus on um, constantly trying to look younger. And I that that's not actually something that I think is necessarily the right way to um, to go. That's not to say that I, I. OK, let me let me let me put it a different way. I think I think this is a fantastic age as we get older. I think there's a there's that fantastically freeing moment where you suddenly realize that you can um that you have the power to look fantastic it, it's no longer down to whether or not you're an extra two inches taller or you've got you know you've got slightly longer hair or you or you're the the look of the moment um it's about how well you take care of yourself and by that i mean how how what you exude and what you exude is a kind of well-being and that is what is so attractive as we get older so it's that it's that um, it's that look that says you've um, you've come to a point in your life where you have achieved a certain you've achieved a certain something, and it doesn't actually matter what that something is, because what you're exuding is this um, look of 
it's not smug or satisfied, but it's a it's a peaceableness that I think is incredibly attractive as we get older. So it's not this kind of edgy look that young people do. And 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 it's you know, it can be exciting and lovely on young people. But as we get older, what is so much more attractive, I think, is this is this um, is this look that says I've worked out what works for me. And and this is it. And I'm at peace with that. And that's what you exude. And that is and, and that's within everybody's gift to do, because that is about understanding your style personality, understanding your body geometry, dressing f- to accentuate the good bits of you, wearing the right colors, wearing the right shapes. Those are the things that are going to that are going to give you that look that tells the world you've you've made it. You're where you're supposed to be. And and you don't get to do that when you're young. You only get to do that as you get older. You know, like the young have lots of stuff that's on their side, but we get that. We get that. Yeah, we get that as we get older. So I think that's, so I love it. I think it's, you know, I do, I've, I've said before, I think it levels the playing field. I think it's now within everybody's gift as they get older to really look fantastic. And that's about understanding your style personality, understanding what shapes work for you and why no longer having to dress in the latest fad or the latest trend but really understanding what's what's right for you but quick caveat here making sure that you stay contemporary because of course that's the other thing um that you you have to with every decade you have to just make a little switch otherwise you can end up being a bit stuck in a in a rut so you know you have to keep re-examining the look but but it's definitely so much more fun to dress as we get older i think so much more fun yeah really like freeing and and exciting that's really interesting you know because we were having this talk um i was um i was sitting and waiting for somebody to come and i remember i was sitting i was sitting at a coffee shop this morning i oh i had my car done so i was sitting in a coffee shop waiting for my car and um Came two women came. Both were from. Both wear. Both wore shaitals, and one and one I could actually see, and the other was sort of sitting opposite me, so she couldn't see her face until she got up. One was wearing. Um, they both looked like they were go. They were dressed to go out, which was nice. Mm-hmm. One was wearing a longer skirt, but totally put together, like she looked really good. And the other one, I only, I didn't see her. I only saw her behind. She was wearing a very, very short skirt, very, very tight skirt, very long shaitel. And I remember nothing special about her shirt. When she got up, she turned around. And then I was thinking, hmm, I wonder what Wendy would have said about this. Because she looked, she was like um, 40 years older than the other one. And yeah. it just looked, it just yeah. didn't look congruous. I it's I think you know I I again I think it's you you touch on a really important part. It is that incongruity. People people don't want to shock when they look at you from the back and then you turn around. They there's an there, there needs to be a congruity to your look. It needs to it needs to work with the whole of you so that when so that you look age appropriate. That's not you know I and I and I really want to stress I'm not talking about necessarily dressing like a. a Sufter, there's nothing wrong with being a sufter, but I'm not talking about dressing in a mumsy or a or a frumpy way. I'm I'm talking about dressing in a stylish way, but I'm talking about dressing in a way that is appropriate for the occasion, but also congruous to the person you are. And the person you are is partly the age you are. So um 
you might, no matter how good you look for your age, you are, you know, that there, there is still something about not, you're not 20 and you, sh and, and so there are certain things that, that you shouldn't wear anymore. And actually, I think, I think with some of these things, um, there are, you know, there are certain things that actually, I think you're already too old to wear once you're in your sort of late twenties, you know, there are some things that are only really suitable for the very, very young. And um, and I encourage the uh, you know I encourage the very young to wear it while they can, but then they've moved on. They're not in that phase anymore. And 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 there is something about, or at least I think there's something about if you're still trying to hang on to that, it's almost like you haven't quite achieved what you needed to achieve in that period of your life, and so you're harping back to that. And that's not that's not the most attractive quality about someone. I think the most attractive quality of some about someone is that they've that they're at peace with where they are at every stage. And um, and how you dress is all part and parcel of that, I think. Um, and and very much also it's about body geometry. So I don't, I don't know, I don't know what this woman um that you were looking at today was like. But for example, if I think about um, I don't know, if I think about someone like Melania Trump, um, you know, she was she was constantly wearing things that were somehow incongruous to her body geometry. She's, you know, she's a wonderful height. She's a really statuesque woman, but she has a very natural body geometry. And to shoehorn her into sort of smart suits that Jill Biden looks wonderful in, but that she, you know, but that just constantly made her look uncomfortable. I, I mean, you know, like, I think if you go back through the four years of Trump's presidency, every single picture bar the one when they were leaving after he left office, Melania Trump looks incredibly uncomfortable. And I, and, you know, partly that might be something to do with what was going on around her, but it's also partly because she was in, you know, she was absolutely in the wrong clothes. And I just, you know, obviously I watched the coronation the other, um, the other day and the same was true of um, Charlene of Monaco. Also, you know, she's an ex-Olympic swimmer. She's got this wonderful statuesque body, which is crying out for kind of, you know, the right sort of natural garments. And they put her into a classic suit that is much more appropriate for somebody who has a completely different body geometry. So there's there's all those things that should be considered when you're dressing both yourself or in my case, dressing other people. So your lady in the coffee shop today was probably dressed inappropriately both for her age and maybe even for her body geometry probably um, I, you know yeah I think you know there was this I don't remember I don't know what it was about I just saw a little bit of it but there was this catwalk um that was shown I don't maybe as a reel some uh, a week ago or so you saw this uh, model with very very high heels could well be that the heels were not her size because you know they just give them whatever and she tripped yeah. She tripped in the middle right. of it and she was so upset. She took, she, she fell down. She, yeah. Everybody was like, oh, she yeah. took the shoes off. She literally threw them off the stage and she got wow. up and she just did continue doing the walk barefoot with this right. very sort of, this is how I was supposed to walk. This yeah. is how I feel comfortable with. And all of you, if you don't like it, you can just leave. And yeah. it, it actually was a very powerful statement. Yeah. Because yeah. I think a lot of us sort of, sometimes we dress because we think that's what we are supposed to wear. Or sometimes we dress because, you know, you're supposed to wear very high heels when you go maybe to a to a very nice uh, occasion. You're supposed to wear maybe a very tight skirt for this and that and the other. 
But at the end of the day, if you look like you're actually suffering from it, you don't look attractive, even if it even if it fits you, you don't look attractive. Exactly. That's exactly right. I mean, that's that that's exactly it. And it is all about looking and feeling great. And that is about so so everybody, irrespective of your style, personality, irrespective of your of your body geometry, everybody can look wonderful and everybody can look appropriate for the right event. But it's about understanding how to do that. And you're 100 percent right. There are some people that will never feel right in, you know, sky high stilettos. And if they don't feel right, you will see that on them. You will see that on them. That is what they will that is what they will in some way project. And that is not attractive. Like, you know, that it, it exactly yeah. you sense that you sense that discomfort in somebody you do. Um, so, yeah. Um, I mean, specifically, I'm thinking about um, your, you know, your um, your followers and and the people that you that you work with. And I know that um, I know that as one gets older, it can sometimes feel less purposeful or, or sometimes it just gets harder and some people just you know can't be bothered uh, don't want to do it um and a lot of people just think what does it matter nobody's nobody's you know nobody's looking at me anymore I think there is you know I think there's definitely something as we get older where we think it's not worth trying anymore because nobody's looking so I just want to debunk that myth <laughs> um, I really do because it's just not true people you know People, people notice if you look nice. They notice if you look nice because, um, because it gives them pleasure. It, you know, it gives other people pleasure to see someone nicely dressed. Um, and my my late mother lived to her mid nineties, and the last few years were hard. And um, and she would sometimes lose patience with me. I'm 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 careful how I'm saying this she would sometimes lose patience with me um because if we were going out I would always put together outfits that you know were really nice and I would and and she would say what does it matter and I said it matters because you will feel much better and everybody around you feels much better when they see you looking nice so it's yeah I mean it's 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 not true that it doesn't matter as we get older. It matters very much, I think. In many ways, it matters more because the young can pretty much throw on anything and still look kind of okay. And as we get older, we need to put a little bit more thought into it. Um, but there's something about, there's some sort of joy about turning up looking well, you know, looking well-dressed and looking radiant. And that's a joy that you feel. And it's a joy that the people around you sense. So no one out there should be thinking it doesn't matter what I wear. Nobody's looking at me anymore because it's just not true. <laughs> so, it's so yeah. not true. First of all, you're looking at yourself because you wake up and you get dressed, you look at the mirror, hopefully, and you look at yourself yeah. and it makes a difference if yeah. you feel that you're looking good. I actually have this conversation when I prepare, um, I work on estate planning and one of the documents that I prepare is called a durable path attorney, which is a document that one prepares for if God forbid he's no longer capable of making decisions on their own. And I always look at the person in front of me. Is she um, still coloring her hair? Does she put nail polish on her nails? 
sales? And is that something that's important to her? And most of my clients, most of my clients always have something to say about and say, yes, actually, it's very important that I continue going to a hairdresser and that my hair gets colored if she does or not if she doesn't. And that, yes, please take care that I do put nail polish and please make sure that it still does. And, you know, those little those little hairs on my chin, please make sure that somebody takes those off. And those are very important. They are. They absolutely are. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So Um, I totally agree. I wanted to shift a little bit because... I don't know how, but our time is sort of cutting short. Um, <laughs> can we talk a little bit about, okay, so we know that it's very important and, and we should be able to do it. Is there any tips or something that you can say, okay, but one would say, listen, I go to the shop and I can't find anything. It's all for the younger crowd. What should I be looking for? How should I, you know, do dress yes. appropriate? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, okay, so the first the first thing I tell clients is let's go shopping in your own wardrobe first. So I think a wardrobe edit is like if, if somebody's feeling a little bit lost in, in terms of what, you know, of what they want to do with their closet. The first thing I think the, the best thing to do is a wardrobe edit. And um, and I, I suggest that for two reasons. One is that almost all of us find it easier to buy some things over others. You Either you find it easier to buy pants, and not tops, or you find it easier to buy tops and not pants. And we all find it easy to buy shoes. And so, so you'll end up quite often with too much of one thing and not enough of the other. So, of course, it's quite hard to get dressed in, in exactly the same way as it would be quite hard to make a sandwich if you had no bread but masses of cheese. So it, it's the same thing. It's exactly the same principle. You have, to, you have to do an audit of what you've got. You have to try to resist the temptation to buy more of the things that you've already got a lot of. And you have to actively start looking for the things that you that are gaps in your wardrobe. So you're already a bit more focused when you're shopping. Um, I have all sorts of tips about positive and negative shopping experiences. I don't think it's easy to shop in Israel um, because, first of all, there is a degree of attentiveness by the shop assistants, which converge on, you know, oppressive, really. It converge, it converge on oppressiveness. It's just, it, it's too much. The mirrors are usually outside the changing room. So you've got it, you put it on, it, might, it may not even fit. You may not feel so comfortable going out in front of other people and you've got to go out to even see yourself. So it's, it isn't, and then of course, the shop assistant is on commission and very keen for you to buy it. So you, you don't have somebody there who's telling you dispassionately whether or not it's, it works for you. Um, so I always say to people, if you're, if you're not sure, Go shopping without without your wallet, because if you you know if you say to the assistant when you go in, I I forgot my wallet. I just want to try on a couple of things. I'll come back. They'll leave you alone because they know you're not going to buy. They'll leave you alone, and you'll have a bit of a, a bit of peace to think. Um, because it's really hard to concentrate when somebody's like you know a chicken in your ear saying, "Well, that's lovely, that's lovely." Um, you you definitely definitely can find stuff in the stores you definitely can it's about how you put them together even if you think the stores are only um are only catering for the younger people there will be things in there that every age can wear but you have to know how to put it together and often it will be about buying just one item from maybe one of the younger high street stores and then pairing it together with something that's more classic um, that you've either got got already ha- got in your wardrobe or from from a, a store that caters for a more classic, um, more mature look. So there's definitely something about how you put the things together. There are certain things that I would say need to need to be edited out of your wardrobe 
from from the from the moment that they kind of go out of fashion. So, I mean, the, the example that immediately springs to mind is something is a, is a waterfall cardigan. Waterfall cardigans were everywhere about, I guess, about eight years ago, and for about three years, everybody wore them. If you're still wearing a waterfall cardigan now, I can carbon date you from 60 paces. It's it's like absolutely, absolutely a classic example of somebody who hasn't kind of kept a contemporary um, look going on in their wardrobe. So there are certain things that you need to you need to know to get rid of when they're no longer in fashion. That doesn't mean you have to be wearing the latest fad, but it does mean you have to know when the when certain things are no longer in fashion and they need to go um so don't go if if you find it a bit oppressive in the malls don't go at the busiest time you know go on a tuesday morning not on a friday morning go after work when the malls are emptying out a bit don't go when they're when it's heaving with young people or people with children so there are certain things you can do think about who you shop with um many people uh, i'm i'm a mother of sons so i didn't have this but many people will shop with their daughters daughters see you as their mother they don't see you as a woman uh, whatever they don't see you as a as an independent woman of a certain age so they'll often be viewing that through the lens of 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 daughter mother which isn't always as um objective as you might need if your partner hates shopping don't drag him shopping with you. Why would you? If he hates shopping, I mean, unless you have to agree every single purchase with somebody else, unless you share a budget and you have to agree every single purchase, don't drag an unwilling partner or indeed an unwilling sibling or friend or anything with you shopping. It won't end well. They'll be ill-tempered. You'll feel pressured into buying something and almost certainly you'll go home with with something that doesn't work. Um, Think about who you shop with. There are some great shopping buddies and some less good shopping buddies. Sometimes, I, you know, sometimes the dynamic with people can be can be productive, and sometimes it can be counterproductive. So think about who you shop with, and who you feel comfortable with, and and all of those things. Um, I could go on, but I'm conscious. <laughs> I'm conscious time. people want to go to bed at some point. <laughs> yeah. So, so there are lot, you know, there are lots of, and and when I when I do personal style workshops with people, we go through all the positive and negative shopping experiences. Because it is, you know, it's it's don't and and you should get to a point where your wardrobe is, um, where your wardrobe is such that no uh, no invitation can land in your inbox that you can't get dressed for. That doesn't mean that you don't want to go out and buy something new if you have the time, but that occasion pressure where you get an invitation and you haven't got anything to wear and you've got to rush out and buy something, almost always ends in a mistake purchase. So, you know, the idea is to build a wardrobe that has that has got enough flexibility that pretty much every invitation that lands in your inbox, you can get dressed for if you don't have time to go and buy something new for it. Um, and yeah. And, but, you know, there's these um, there's something that you said, which I really liked, which I actually wrote down so we won't forget from last time. Well, most people wear five percent of their wardrobe, 85 percent of the time. Yes. And yep. Do you want yes. to elaborate on that? Yeah. Okay. So it's. It, I think the statistic is fifteen percent of your wardrobe, eighty-five percent of the time, and it's a and it's a hundred percent true. It's a hundred percent true. Um, and that's because 
there's something about that 15% that feels exactly right for you. There's something about the the way uh, that outfit makes you feel that is your, I mean, it is your real style personality. But what you can't necessarily do is deconstruct the elements of that to work out exactly what it is about that that works. So you'll sometimes think, well, it's just, you know, it's just a shirt and trousers. I mean, I should be able to recreate that with any shirt and any trousers. And then you try to do that with 10 other items and it doesn't work because there will be something, either the the cut of the shirt or the shape of the lapel or a, a, the size of the print or the or or a detail on the cuff. There will be something about those elements that when they're put together are, without you necessarily recognizing it, your perfect style personality. And everything else doesn't quite work. And when you work, uh, I mean, certainly when clients work with me, what we do is go through their wardrobe and find ways to make at least, I would say, you know, most of that other 85% work for them because you've already bought that. So let, you know, you've, you've spent that money, you've invested in those things. If we can make them work by putting them together in a different way or by recognizing that we're missing one element that we can then go out and get that will make that, that outfit work, um, that's, you know, that makes economic sense. Um, and going forward, understanding why those things haven't worked as they, you know, as they were when you bought them and not making that mistake again, not, you know, and and, and we're, all, we're all guilty of that. You know, you the, the first time stuff comes into the shops after a long winter and you're suddenly, you know, the sun's out and you want to go and buy something new and everything looks great because you've spent the last six months looking at, you know, woolly jumpers and puffer coats and suddenly there's all this lovely stuff um, in the shop. So everything looks fabulous. So you go out and buy a whole load of stuff that isn't necessarily ever going to be right for you. So understanding understanding those um, those elements really helps you build a wardrobe that isn't just um, sitting there with the tags on, never getting any airing, but actually is getting worn. Okay. Well, those were all very good tips. Very important information. <laughs> we could go on and on, but I don't want to push the people okay. that are ready here. So <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you for listening to another episode of Golden Topics. I hope you enjoyed it and that it provided you with important information. Do not forget to click and subscribe to Golden Topics so that you can stay updated on my upcoming podcasts. And of course, please share and invite family and friends to listen so that they can also benefit from the information discussed here. You are also welcome to visit my website, www.lawmirit.com, and to follow me on Facebook for more information regarding intergenerational estate planning and the various needs of the elderly population. I'm already waiting for you with my coffee in the next episode.